Welcome to Vanderpump Rules Party Podcast, the longest-running podcast about Vanderpump Rules out there. Please join your hosts, Holly and Sarah, as they deep dive everything Vanderpump Rules. Borkes. I'm Sarah C. What's up? What's up? Good morning. I'm feeling a little like I have a morning voice right now, but we're going with it. <laughs> it, it is the crack of dawn. It, it, it is. We woke up bright and early. <laughs> oh well, let's see. Post still like post BravoCon stuff still just like pops into my head, and now I'm rewatching some of the panels because. I was so focused when I was in a panel of recording the panel that I missed a lot of the actual panel because I was just worried about recording it. So I did rewatch VPR. One thing that kind of irritated me in the VPR was I can we just like match up moderators with like experts, you know? There's yeah. a lot of us experts out there. So it'd be very easy to do. And I'm not saying, like, this guy wasn't an expert, but it was just little things. He's like, so, you guys, Ariana, you're about to get into filming, right? Are you ready to film your next season after the scan of all? Like, you're about to start, right? Or you you just – and I was like, shut up. If you don't know this, you can't be up there. She's like, um, actually, we just wrapped it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and then he was – I didn't know who he was, but he called himself, like – they were talking about the Emmys. He's like, well, yeah, I mean, I've always said, you know, like, I'm a big reality star. I deserve to be, like, getting an Emmy just as much as any other actor, right? All of us, like, you know, here we are, huge reality stars. And I was like, I'm sorry, I don't know who you are. Who is <laughs> Did he? Did you know? No. What was Karamo? he on? Karamo? No. I think I've heard the name, maybe, but I think it was actually because he was at BravoCon or something last year. He was, okay, this is a real stretch. And yes, people don't correct me. I know he's done little bits here and there after that. His real, like, claim to fame is the real world 2004. Oh. <laughs> I mean, granted, that was the golden era of the real world, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Mm. Maybe because there's so many, like, you know true experts and fans out there and not even saying ourselves i'm saying there's so many but it's fine i'm over it um just some of the things like the watch what happens and the bravo awards like i didn't really understand like sheena was up there right she was nominated for good as gold so i was like oh is this about like best bravo song or you know what i mean by the cast uh-huh but then like wouldn't Luann or Melissa or Candace or Kim be up there? So I guess it was like best song performance last year. Okay. So did she perform it somewhere last year? Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh, I, I mean, I guess that's this year. Do you like she performed it at, are you talking about like at BravoCon? Yeah, that's – well, so did Melissa. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's did, just confusing. Did Melissa do the splits, though? I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah. I'm not saying she shouldn't be up there. I'm just, I was confused at like, what are you selecting from? Right, there? right, right. one was someone singing at a reunion. So I'm like, this is just a weird mix. And then they had this show called um, Showgirls. So I thought, oh, it's going to be all the cast members that are like showgirls, like Luann or um, Erica Jane, uh-huh. even Sheena. Melissa, but no, it was like people that don't even sing or anything. It's like Whitney Rose, Crystal Minkoff, Giselle, Dorinda. I'm like, how are they showgirls? This is very confusing. Yeah. Mm. So the Captain Jason of all is starting to gross me out. Why? What's, What's happening? Well... We all know, like, the big setup, like, everyone was pushing him and Lala, and I guess he, he you know, they had their little meet-cutes and whatnot, and he, uh-huh. he did slide into her DMs, and she's, like, not speaking about it yet, because I think she's, like, trying to make something happen first. Uh-huh. Um, so that's still going on, but then, you know, he was there doing a little bit with Taylor from Southern Charm, like, holding her hand and stuff like that, and then... Um, I guess asking or thinking about being set up with Bryn and oh. asking about Luann. Where's Luann? He wanted to hook up with Luann. And then during one of the, um, I think it was one of the Watch What Happens Live, Adriana from Miami interrupts Andy when they're talking about him. She's like, Excuse me, Andy. She's like, I already had my Captain Cutie moment. And he's like, What? He's like, A couple months ago, he slid into my DMs when he was in Miami for like a boat charter or something. And they went out. Because um, we went out a couple of times, but then I told them about my four month rule. Like she doesn't have sex uh-huh. for four months. And she's like, Oh, come on. Really? Even with me? So, I don't know. He's kind of giving me the cringe. I really like him on the show, but now I'm like, he's oh. really just like laying his, he's got options all over the Bravo world. Really leaning in, yeah. really like DMing, thirsty, kind of, I don't know. I mean, you may as well, you know, take advantage of the opportunities, but yeah. I'm sure there's, these are just the stories we've heard. Right. <laughs> so I'm kind of on a, on a gross out. And we found out during some of these shows that Sonia has screwed Owen Wilson several times. I heard about that. Um... What else? Oh, I want to do a podcast. I think we're going to do this on Patreon. I'll just some of the outfits and the styles. I know Lala was talking about hers on her podcast. She got all of her looks the day before at the Morongo outlets. Um, oh. oh. I, <laughs> I guess MJ saw her the first day. And she's like, oh, is that what we're wearing today? And Lala's like, yeah. She's like. I'm sure you'll do better tomorrow. <laughs> That's funny. Totally. Um, yeah, I was listening to that podcast yesterday. I was, it's getting just really cringy. It just, did you listen? No. It's just like, when she's not complimenting herself, Easton and Jess are all, they're like, no, you looked amazing. 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 And then she's like, 
I know. I kept looking at myself when I was nominated. I'm like, I look snatched. Man, curl head to toe. You look, you know, you're a queen. And she's like, yeah, did you hear me on the panel? I shut that audience down. They, when I told them, I'd tell them all to F off. They were silent. Oh, I was like, it's just, I don't know. And then she said, yeah, when they were booing Sandoval, I'd say they all need to sit down and stay in your lane. I was like, shut up. It's just not attractive. And then she was like, yeah, I, it's so funny. I was nominated for an award. I didn't even know. <laughs> I didn't even know. And of course, like I won it. So I went on stage and I, you know, cause I didn't know. And so I didn't plan a speech and Jess is like, oh, Lala, I think your best speeches are when they're not planned. They're, you know, they're amazing. They're so good. I wish all of your speeches could be unplanned. They're amazing. I'm like, stop Oh, that. my gosh. It's almost like a parody. <laughs> um, speaking of that. I, I, I was just, I was thinking, like, I, I want to, like, judge that. But I have a feeling that if I were in Lala's position and I could have a team of people around me and I had like my mom and my brother worshiping me too. I'm pretty sure I would be like her. Like I, and I, I I think that's why like I, like I'm sitting there and I want to be like, Oh God, that's so annoying. But secretly I'm like, I kind of like it. (laughs) Well, I understand supporting your, like having a support team and yes men around you (laughs) and doing your dirty work for you. But, but she's also self complimenting herself right and left. Yeah. I think she doesn't even need the team. (laughs) I, yeah, I, well, I think I would tell my team to like not do it in public. So I don't look like, like I'm full of myself, but behind the scenes, I would force everyone to do that. That's what I was thinking was, can we, she has Easton now. Can we just get Jess off the podcast? It's not because I don't like her. She doesn't, it's just, it's too many yes men. Right. right. And Lala's her own yes men already. So I don't need three more people chiming in, just throwing syrup all over everything. It's too much. Well, it's kind of, yeah. Or yeah, it's kind of like where like everybody's doing that and everyone's nodding their head. Yes. But like in your own mind, you're like, wait, but like, this isn't like a yes thing. And then you kind of start like a, like nodding your head too. And it's like very cultish and you're like, wait, hold on. Like what's happening here? Like I'm literally being brainwashed by the yeses. Yeah. I mean, she was even talking about her beautiful feet. Like, (laughs) Lala, you have the most beautiful feet. They're beautiful. I'm like, can we stop? I do have to say, I think it was Heather in our Heather in our Facebook group um, and our friend that um, pointed out, um, like from the photos and the videos and stuff that were coming out of BravoCon, Lala's face looked really. Um, it looked really amazing. Like she's her, she's going back to kind of like a pre La La look, and I thought that was really true. I didn't love her outfits, but I did think her like her her face looked really good. Like she didn't overdo it preparing for this or anything, which was good. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, there were some that did. Yeah, but she did say some funny things though as well on her podcast. She said that. During, and I really thought this is going to resonate with Holly because that's the first thing you said to me during the VPR panel. And I saw her, she kept leaning over and like whispering things to James. She leaned over and told James, this is the most boring panel ever. Oh my gosh. You you are right because that's exactly what you said. Like 
everyone's energy was low. Yeah. It was off. And it was, it was such a bummer because, like, obviously, I feel like that was what a lot of people were looking forward to that day. Like, that on Friday, that was, like, the number one panel, I would say. Um, and... I'm, yeah, I was just surprised they couldn't bring that energy up a little bit and get, like, some positive vibes going in there. Well, she said that's right then when he jumped up. She's like, because, you know, James is an entertainer, and he's not going to let that happen. She goes, so that's when he jumped up and offered up the push-up thing. Because if you watch it, he does, like, you know, Andy asks this question. They both, like, how'd you get so ripped? They, you know, take their shirts off, and then James is like, why don't we do a push-up contest? Like, yeah, he did that on purpose because it was boring. So right, right. at first I thought it was a little cringy, like, oh, you show off. But he was trying to spice it up, and thank God he did. Well, you know, I, I was thinking about something else, like, on my drive home. Um, during the producer's panel, they went around, and they're like, everybody give a word to describe season 11. <clears throat> and those words were not very promising to me. To me... That wasn't like, I am absolutely going to tune into season 11. This It wasn't like dynamic, amazing, blah, blah, blah. It was like weird, odd, strange, different, bumpy. Like, uh, I, like yeah. I don't. And that, Hard, yeah, challenging. Yeah. yeah, and those are kind of like, it, I felt like. Sad. That's how, sad. that's how their energy was on the stage with Lisa. And Lisa it was setting us up for that. Like, this friend group has been through a lot. And that's how, like, everyone's shoulders were. It was like, yeah, they've been carrying this heavy load. And, yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? It makes sense. They're drained because there's, you know, been times especially like you know recently where we're just kind of like uh you feel like the life's just been sucked out of you like we're just so drained they're probably i mean they'd have to be even more drained right because they're living it <laughs> did you guys did you have to read the pilgrim's progress or is that like a christian school thing uh-uh Anyway, in in this story, like this, like it's a very like symbolic. But the 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 character in the story has to carry this like giant sack on his back, you know, and it like signifies like all the like, like his. I don't know if it's like his sin or what it is, but anyways, that it like just gave me like a visual of like that's yeah. that's how these they're acting, you know. It's like they just like came out of the the valley and uh, hey, the valley. Is that all the lamb they stole? That's what he's carrying. <laughs> it's not that kind of pilgrim. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, she also said, I thought this was kind of funny, that James was like legit upset that he wasn't nominated as one of the top six hot men of Bravo. <laughs> oh. Well, I'm not up there. <laughs> like, I mean... I mean, he what? also he's been relationship man the entire time he's been on Bravo, and yeah, and he's I mean, really, James got lucky that he even came back on the show. You know, like I I I thought that he was pretty lucky that he didn't get canceled. Yeah, I don't think he's not a household name. In, like Vanderpump was not a household name until this year. So, and he still is like uh, like I I didn't hear any of my friends mentioning James Kennedy. Like they just don't really care because he just isn't. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, if I just started watching and I was like, 
I never thought the worm with a mustache was that funny. And I don't think any of the send it to Daryl's. I don't think there's really like not that much that I thought was funny. <clears throat> What's funny about James Kennedy is his history and the things we know of him in the past that he's said and done. But most people don't know that. Yeah. Mm. I mean, new viewers. Right. So speaking of egos, um, Larsa was really upset about her. So at the Bravo Awards, there was 120 Bravo Labs. So they had to figure out the seating chart for that in the theater, theater right? Larsa uh-huh. was like third row. I mean, I quite think that's quite funny. Like um, Vanderpump was like sixth or seventh row. And they're bigger than Miami. Yeah. Um, but she was uh, upset. She was in the third row. She thought, because I'm used to being front and center for any event. Yeah, that, that would be a little ego blow, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but just, I don't know. Most people know who she is. I don't know. I was cracking up even, even at, like, Heather McDonald, like, when she took her seat. Like, she was really far back. You know, it's like, you think that she would get, like, a better seat, too. But who, they probably bought their tickets or something. I don't know. Um. Yeah, she wasn't supposed to go. I think she went, like... With someone or something, yeah. Which one was she at? Uh, the the awards thing, or so or or I don't know. It was just in that same theater. I just it was like yeah a, yeah, yeah the, or, or or maybe it was um, Watch What Happens Live or something. I don't know. Yeah, I think she did the Sunday night one. Um, yeah, they were all in that theater. So there's one more tonight. That's this um, Charming House Rules panel. Oh, okay. Or, not panel. Watch What Happens Live. So that should be good. There's a lot of interesting outfits on these shows. So I, I told Michaela she has to watch. We might do a Patreon on that. I mean, some of the stuff is just mind-blowing. Like Teresa walking out in this black pantsuit with, like, mustard yellow feathers shooting out from her calves. It's like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> or if you wa- if you uh, watched them, um, sounds like you did. We should all weigh in. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh shoot, I had. Did you hear about the? Did you see the Jax DMs? To um, shake. Uh, yeah. Those were kind of funny because it just does really show. Like, we're so pulling for this like new changed man, but we know. That's just a lot of coaching and a lot of Lori Kay and a lot of PR and a lot of coaching. Um, the real Jax is still there, and he, he's alive and well in his DMs to Shake, who is his cast member on House of Villains. Um, I just want to read some of them because it's just, you know, Jax is back. Um, where does it start? Okay, that's the second one. Tell us what they paid you, Shake. Let's settle this right now. And then here's Shake. Jax, I don't know what meds you're on or which ones you need to be on, but you win. I concede. You're the bigger, better, cooler man. Jax, you're out of your league. You should never have been on that show. You are a one and done, my friend. He, he said that line like a hundred times. Yes, we've covered that. Let's drop it and focus on the positive. <laughs> I, I had fun on the show, and I'm looking forward to um, it coming out. 
Talk to me when you've been on a TV as long as I have. Go back to doing house calls for old ladies with cats. Let me, LOL, it took you 30 minutes to uh, think of that comeback. Bro, let's drop it. You win. Positivity, remember? (laughs) Yes, positivity. Please, and then prayer hands. Sorry, I am filming a show. Couldn't get to my phone. What are you doing, feeling up a cat? You're a loser, dude. You are a one and done. Pathetic. Stick to touching animals. Oh, my gosh. And Shake's like, what the fuck, man? I know we had our stupid arguments, but what I'm seeing you type out here is way over the top. Leave it out of the thread for everyone else's sake. Because this is a group thread of the whole show cast. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> just crazy. He's just such a jerk. Like, the the old lady with cats comment is still coming around. He's been using variations of that for years. Like, you troll, you're in your mom's basement with a cat, aren't you? <laughs> What's his thing? Is he against cats or what? <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> oh, man. And on the group thread, too. And yeah, he, he's been saying that on the show, too. Well, when he was on the show, you're a one and done. Who are you? Talk to me when you've been on TV for 10 years. And it's like, well, I guess he did something because he was only on one show for one season and he made it on this show. So what is that? Yeah. <laughs> about you. Oh, not defending Shake. I don't know anything about him, but I heard he's like a villain, but. I just think it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. Jill Jaxi boy's still there. Thank goodness. Like, I I didn't want him to completely go away. So you heard, and I know Heather heard it too, Jerry say January 15th. Yep. Okay. Because they're still sticking with the January um, on all the, you know, promotions and commercials and articles. Um, Because, you know... I was looking into premiere party planning uh-huh. and, and then I thought about it anyways. Like I know you both heard it. Heather heard it on the TV. You heard it live. And I mean, don't we have it on video? Did I not get it? I'll have to look and see. I'm sure I got it. Yeah. Look and see. Um, but I was doing the math anyways, going through the week of Bravo and because everything just started because <clears throat> the 15th is a Monday. It truly is the only show um, what's on Monday right now is Below Deck Med, and that is at least halfway over. So that'll probably be wrapped. It'll take that time slot. Then they'll have that room for Jackson Brittany's new show to, to come on after Vanderbump because everything else is taken. Sunday is Potomac, Tuesday's Salt Lake and Winter House, Wednesday's Beverly Hills and Miami, and Thursday is Southern Charm. They're not going to pit it against any one of those. No. Like, or back to back it, so it has to be. So, oh Jerry, but you guys, we're gonna try and do a premiere party meetup. I've got some ideas already in the works, but put it in your head. January fifteenth, LA area. It's a Monday. Sorry, remember our premiere party was on a Monday too. This is full circle. Yeah. That sucked. It's like, really? <laughs> All right. Well, what do you want to start with? Um, we have to touch on the most iconic thing that has come out of BravoCon. And that was um, a video from Joe. 
some, first oh, of yes. all, her going public with her Instagram page is number one. And then second were her stories explaining why she was not at BravoCon and kind of introducing herself to the Vanderpump world. Um, what what did you done more? Yeah. What, what did you think of that? Well, as you know, I was like, I think it was after BravoCon. I was up late catching up on the shows I missed. And all of a sudden, my phone goes off, and I look down. It's you know, it's on screensaver mode because it was later. And then it said, "Joe, my gosh, accepted your friend request," which was probably what a year ago, mm-hmm. six months ago. And I'm like, "Oh my god!" So I just screenshot my screensaver and sent it to Holly, and she's like, "This is amazing news." <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So as as soon as you sent that to me, like in the like I I think I was sleeping. I don't know what was happening, but like in my slumber, like I clicked on her page. I quickly just like thumbed my way through it, and then like I was like, I'll deal with that tomorrow, and went back to sleep. And then I woke up at like six in the morning or something, and I saw there's a story. And when I watched the story, like I almost felt, I I think I rolled myself and like threw myself on the ground because I I couldn't handle it. Opening. Opening. (laughs) No wonder everyone thinks I'm a crackhead. I mean. For the record, I have never done crack. (laughs) That was cold. She was classic. (laughs) Now maybe people, she still doesn't. Still didn't come off as oddballish as we witnessed in person, but um, it, that gave you a good taste. <laughs> it was like the biggest pick me girl energy I've ever encountered, though. Like, I was absolutely dying. You know, she's like, hey guys, like, I didn't go to BravoCon because personally, like, I enjoy like camping, surfing, and like, watching football, hanging with the guys. You know, that's more my style. So I didn't go to BravoCon, but and I did. I know nothing about what happened, but Wait, I Joe, am. Sheena and Brock and Carl went to the Raiders game. You could have watched football with them. Yeah, but I prefer like <laughs> camping and surfing. Like I, I don't, I don't, you know, okay. I'm not, I'm not really into. I'm usually behind the camera, behind yeah. it. Gotcha. So. <laughs> Doing Tom's hair for his shows. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I just, like, it. when things like this happen, it just, like, this is why I love this show. This is why I love covering this show. Because these are, like, those moments in history that, like, I will never forget. Ever. She really is a little um, uh, Laura Lee energy. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And if you guys don't think so based on just what you've seen so far with their videos, trust us. If you haven't seen the videos we've posted, you need to go do that. You need to, I think I think some of the most extreme ones are in our Patreon, right? The dancing. Yeah, well, a lot are pinned on our Instagram and some of our biggest ones, you know. Oh, they are? Yeah, okay. yeah. The, the, the bongo drums one on stage? Uh... Okay, yeah, we may need to repost that. I I don't know if that one's yeah. Even. Well, no, we're not going to repost because they have to go to Patreon to view it. <laughs> By the way, thank you guys. Oh, really oh my gosh, yeah, you guys, I was totally making fun of Sarah because I'm like, wow, dude, you really pushed that Patreon, and uh, the Patreons have flooded in. So, like, it just goes to show that promoting yourself a little bit really does work, and I think. I have such a problem with that. I know Sarah usually does too. So, um, God, it worked. You know, when I listen to 
literally every single podcast, they're all like, hit that like button, smash that like button, comment below, leave me five stars, leave me a review, do this, go check out my Patreon. There's like a laundry list, and it's every single time or multiple times. So we do it once a month. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, like in podcasting school, like when I took like a little class when I first started, like they said, that's how – like um. People are listening and they start, you know, trailing off. And if you remind them, like, it would really help me if you did this, like, they're very likely to do it because they do want to help you or they were busy at the time or whatever. So, no, I think it's, it's awesome. Yeah. But again. Anyway, so go to Patreon. (laughs) Just here and there when we think of it. We we don't have the consistent, you know, thing down. It's just... (laughs) Because it gets boring just saying that. I don't know. Yeah. We need to do it. But that's what makes us a little different. Absolutely. So, yeah, those videos, Joe, thank you. Keep it coming. That's yeah. That's what I have to say. Uh, I'm a little worried for her when season 11 starts airing. Well, um, she was, like, definitely getting roasted in Reddit. And people were like, anytime someone starts something that says, like, hey guys like be nice to me like it's never gonna end well you know it's just not gonna i mean even katie posted is this a parody that, yeah that's what it, and it also felt very planned you know like a like a um like a rollout like a pr rollout for her so um, well then she should do a video and like rec- pre-record it not like I don't know. In a way, I, yeah. In a way, I kind of liked. I was like, okay, um, but then obviously, like, I watched it a couple of times, and like, I just like it just became funnier and funnier. But um, I get what she was doing. Like, I appreciate her. You know, oh, oh. The other thing was like, hey guys, like this is me. Like, no filter. Like, no makeup. Like, I just wanted to show you. Like, you know, I don't need. Like, I, I. I'm coming to you unfiltered. Like that's that's how like I, I'm real. Yeah, I'm re- that's relatable. how that's how I live my life. Um, that's probably why Schwartz likes me. Um, and you know, also like props to Billy Lee, Lala, and Raquel and Sandoval. So, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> well, stay tuned. Yeah, she'll have more to cover on that. But uh, you know what? I'm. And that, just one more thing. I'm excited that we have a character like that coming in because if it was all just Sandoval laying on the ground scream crying, like I, <laughs> I don't think I could have handled it. So if we can have a little bit of relief like this, like I'm down. Yeah, or exactly. Even watching. And she and she 100% was around while we were there during filming. So it, it is absolutely happening. She's right. Yeah. Well, I guess we can jump into Winter House with that, with the Schwartz segue. Yes. <sighs> Since lip just disappearing completely, has he? It looks like he's eating his top lip. He keeps like folding it under, kind of like a lizard. It's like, oh, I'm like you used to have lips, man. He's looking a little unwell. Like him on stage, when you looked at his hair, it was all like. What's going on? He looked a little swampy. His his skin was like gray. I I feel like he has looked like that at, like pretty much even before like the divorce was announced. 
um, it, like, it kind of started with, like, the stress of hearing about, like, his family being ill or, you know, and the restaurant struggles. Like, I really think that guy has gone through it. Um, not saying that, like, he didn't deserve anything that he's going through or anything like that. But I noticed that change in him, like, around that time. And it's like he, yeah, it just, he never quite recovered from it. Oh, my God. Did you hear, did you watch this week's? Mm-hmm. When he's when he was telling, I guess Katie from Blow Deck, I've never had a bad breakup, and I'm like, I can't. I I need Katie Maloney to watch that scene and and report back. Like, I don't know. They've all been great. I'm like, why don't you ask Katie that? Because I don't think things are going very well between you two right now. <laughs> You're not speaking. She called you a couch. That's like just like that 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 right there is why they got divorced. Because he still doesn't, he has no perception of what he has put the other person through. Completely unaware. He thinks they had a great, amicable, amiable divorce. We we did a great job of handling it. Uh, I thought we could be friends. I thought, you know, we tried to be like really great friends. That didn't quite work out. But we're adjusting. We're adjusting. (laughs) Oh, God. I mean... He does have his quality. It was nice. He got up early and cleaned up the huge mess. I liked him trying to push the cheese curds. Relatable. Yes. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yes. Um, I don't know about the girls, the below deck girls, not knowing anything about Vanderpump or what it is. Never seen, not knowing who the players are. It's like, I mean, you have TVs on the boat. You're on your phone. How, they didn't even know what Scandaval was. Come on. They're all on their phone talking to their boyfriends at night. You know what Scandaval is. Yeah, I I think they needed someone to act like they didn't know. So he had like a little bit of like mystery coming into the house, you know. So he, A, he had to explain it. Or B, like it just made it so – because they didn't make it like it was such a big deal. You know, like the biggest thing that was happening at the time, which it was. Yeah. Yeah, that was – And he's really leaning into the, I'm like the second most vilified man in America right now. Like, I'm really not far behind Tom. I'm like, All because of someone else's affair. I didn't do anything. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, but then, you know, then he goes shopping and does all that, all the work. So it's like, okay, it's like – you know, he counters himself by doing these nice little gestures. So what do you think of everyone? What do you think of... I liked Casey. Um, she, like, gives zero fuck. She's smart, hot. But then I don't like her when she's telling Jordan how Sam, Corey's girlfriend, she's like, my friend, she said she's just a big heap of trash. She's like a basic bitch from Jersey, and she's dumb white trash, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I didn't like that. I didn't like that either, but I have just this giant feeling they made her say that to create a storyline, more of a more conflict before she comes. Um, I like Jordan's response. She's like, well, I'm just a basic bitch from New Jersey, too. I was like, that was a good way to answer that. Yeah, yes, yes. Because she still comes off looking good then. Boy, does she lose it at the end of this week with the... See, this is how Malia is, though, for those of you that don't watch... Below deck, she's a snake. She did this on her below deck season, like fucked over one of her girlfriends, and she needed both guys on the boat into her. And she's a little 
Captain Sandy's pawn. Like, she's awful. And you know what? At BravoCon, she was awful, too. She had, like, a scowl on her face. Anyway, so that's what, I mean, in all fairness, it does look like she's playing some gross, like, baby bird game with Corey. Like, it didn't look like a real serious makeout. But it was, you know, she's friends with Jordan and trying to be Jordan. But it was man. very, it regardless, it was very flirty. It was to very, yes. um, yeah. when I first saw it, I was like, oh, like, like that was my reaction. But then when she explained what she was doing, then I saw that side. But regardless, it's too close. If you are, you know, making the way for your friend or, or what, it, it's just, it's not cool. And, and it was a little gaslighty too, to be like, no, that's not like, like just be like, oh my God, like I didn't even think of like how that could make you feel or, oh, oh my gosh. Like I was so drunk, like that I am standing away from now on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it does look like her and Corey do something and then she gets in a fight with Sam once Sam comes. So I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see what, how it plays out, but yeah. She's not my favorite. Okay, wait. Going back to Schwartz, I forgot about this part. Um, when he said our his favorite word of the year, you know what that is? Uh, why do I not? Is that from the the last week's episode or? It, yeah, last week's. He's like, you know, this is just like high school fun, and she's like, it feels like I'm blank love. It feels oh. like I'm microdosing. Love. Oh, ew! I blocked that out. <laughs> they love that word. It gets so annoying. Like we got it. That maybe that's where Jax gets all his repeating from too. They just repeat. Yeah. And then he last week he did that weird facial expression that like his nostrils flared and like he was like gritting his teeth and shifting his jaw and he had like that weird like expression. I was like, what is going on with you, buddy? Are you like something happening? one could speculate what those traits are often associated with. Yes. (laughs) Do you think that's the case? Or do you think it was, we just caught him in a weird moment, making a weird face? I think, I think that like in his life, he's always done that. And I think like his face has changed a little bit and like, it's not as cute when he's doing them anymore or something. And he doesn't realize it's, I, I don't know. So, yeah, it's something very weird. His, his face is different. You can barely see his eyes anymore. And, like... I think he... Yeah, like, not not that there's anything wrong with this, but I actually think for the first time, you know, since he's been young, that he's put on a little bit of weight in his face. And it just... It looks a little different than how we're used to seeing... Like, his face was, like, very yeah. sculpted before. And now it's, like, yeah, it's, it's a little... Like, there's more movement in it or something. I don't know. Yeah, that could just you know, age. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Faces expand. Um, (laughs) So Kyle tells Malia to go get Katie to make the first, this is so classic shorts. Hey, I really think you you need to get Katie to make the first move on shorts because we all know he won't. Right. And Malia's like, um, that's not very attractive. Like, male trait like she wants to take charge guy and it's like that is never gonna happen with Schwartz never and sure enough like the next day they're all like come on Schwartz you're being lame like Katie was right in front of you all night he's like what oh I I didn't see that I didn't get that vibe (laughs) like remember remember before the whole scandal thing happened like what Raquel had to do with him 
Like, they, yeah. like, literally all yeah. the producers are like, it'd be so funny if you made a move on Schwartz. Like, just do, you go for it. Like, you make the, he won't do it. You've got to make the move. They were in her ear. Make the move, make the move, make the move. It'll be such great TV. She makes the move. And he's like, oh, shucks. <laughs> you know. Well, first, the first time she was shot down when she, she had to ask him if she could kiss him. Yeah. Oh gosh, I don't know. Katie's right over there. Oh gosh, there's a cameraman. Oh shoot, shucks. Yeah. He would have though without the cameraman and Katie. Totally. Um, I do love, like. I do love making out. <laughs> I'm the makeout king. Makeout bandit. Microdosing makeouts. Uh, so we've got Corey giving. Brian Benny, who I guess was chasing after Ashley Darby all weekend. We've got him giving him some Tom Likas tough love and how to get a woman. You need to play mind games. You need to kind of like treat him like shit a little bit. You need to tell him you think someone else is more attractive because then they're going to be like, it's going to be like a chase and a challenge. And you know what? It's, he's probably not wrong. Yeah. Sad as that is. So it kind of works. Yes, we'll see. Yeah. I'm, I, I mean, I'm, I was happy with Corey that he kept, he's like, don't open the door, don't open the door. So, and as we know, he is still with Sam and they are exclusive. They went exclusive like shortly after Winterhouse wrapped. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, Tom and, oh my God. Can, on top of the word microdosing, Here's one other request I would like to make to Bravo. And it probably extends to other shows like The Bachelor. Can we stop with the dirty dancing Sheena Brock move? <laughs> I'm over it. I'm sick of it. It's Donzo. It's so overplayed. It's so stupid. It's like more overdone than the Titanic pose. I'm king of the world! Like... Can we stop? I, I'm <laughs> Do you say- know how many below decks every charter guest goes to the bow? And it's like, I'm kidding. It's like, we got it. <laughs> I'm staying kind of quiet because I still like it. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just everyone. I know. No, you're right. You're right. You are right. <laughs> it's too much. Um, <laughs> also, dumb. Like, when you really look at the show, you're like, what are we doing here? We're shotgunning beers in the snow. Peeing peeing in the snow. Peeing in the snow, dressed as pirates. Like, and and they're like 40, some of them. Yeah, I just, like, I think that, like Jerry mentioned, you know, how they do Vanderpump Rules. They all get take a meeting. You know, they're all, like, on a, a Zoom call. And they're like, what can we do this season that's just makes it wacky like what's something and someone's like what about pirates and they're like pirates we can drink they can dress up they can wear eyeliner in the snow that's hilarious do it (laughs) even though we've had every theme party possible on Vanderpump Rules and Below Deck there's always a theme party every week like at Summer House the whole concept is theme party drink theme party drink yeah it just it just seems so dumb. It's just the same thing every week. That's yeah. what I'm not getting. I mean, but yeah, I just... At least but, it's more single people. Like yes, that. yes. Summer House was like couple house. They're like, okay. 
It's still good. Like I still, it's still good, and I love seeing. It's very interesting watching Schwartz navigate through this time. Um, yes. He's to he's the most interesting one to me. Maybe that's because he's on the show we watch, but I, I don't know. No, you're right because I could give a shit less about Alex. I don't know why they cast him. He has like no personality. He was only on one season of Below Deck, so it's not like he's a a well-known Below Decky. I mean, at least I'll give Malia. She's been on like three different seasons. Um, Corey, I mean, he kind of keep he kind of makes you know keeps the energy up, gives it a little life of the party vibe. Um, Brian's not really bringing much. Kyle, it's just like same old, same old Kyle. Yeah. Um, God, that was rough going to his booth at BravoCon and just looking at Amanda. Did you get to see them at all? No. Oh, I, I saw Kyle, um, but he, she, it was just him. Oh, no. I mean, you can see on the show, like, her body has just always been, like, insane. Um, but she lost a lot of weight. Because, like she was kind of sick or something. Mm-hmm. So she got like real thin. Like, it, I, I mean, I don't think it was even on purpose, but it's just like, no matter how she looks, she just looks stunning. But literally she looked like a hanger, but like not, you know, it's not like ribs popping out or not saying in a, in a negative way. Um, you're just in awe. You right. Know, someone's stomach is so flat. Mm-hmm. Like, how are your pants even staying on your hips right now? And they were kind of like low, and she. I'm like, how is this humanly possible? Yeah, and, she, and she's like 30, so it's not like she's 18. Anyways, yeah, just had to point that out. She'll be coming, <laughs> I think, next week. So, anything else? Um, Tom makes everyone make cocktails inspired by their exes. Okay. I, I kind of liked this. Like, I know I saw some comments where people thought it was very odd and weird. Um, but it was kind of a way of hearing of everybody's, like, um... Yeah. A story with the drink. Yes. And it made it a little awkward because, like, they are all supposed to be hooking up and it's supposed to be, like, kind of like this hot thing, but... I don't know. I, I liked that it took kind of like a turn for a second and and then everybody having to try all the drinks. Like it, it was it made it more interesting than seeing them just get shit faced. Yeah, for sure. I think they could have taken it up a notch a little bit with like actually made some like a little bit more like I put in lemonade into some vodka. It's like okay. Oh yeah, I did iced tea, lemonade and vodka. It's wild. That's my ex. Because <laughs> he's half in, half out. It's like yeah. <laughs> All right, we could have done better, but I like the concept. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the attempt. Um, yeah, and then Tom just like, or you could just really- put, or you could just put trash in the cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> Garbage. I kind of want. Maybe we should come up with some and, and premiere them on our next podcast. Okay. Um. Mm-mm-mm. Then Tom's just like. I feel free here. I feel like not judged at all. Like I am on the outside. I mean, I guess it would have been a nice little reprieve because this is week one of Scandal So Right. Which is kind of like he really got to miss like a lot of the stress of it, unless he was like on his phone when he wasn't filming or something. But um, I'm sure he was getting updates of what was happening to his restaurant and all of that. 
Yeah. And then we have Danielle and Alex. I mean, also, again, talk about bodies. Like, you're on camera. You're not even getting filtered. And, like, her ass was flawless. Like, her skin tone. You know, like, there wasn't one little dimple or <laughs> anything. Yeah. And, again, she's not 18 either. Goals. Anyways, these ladies are brave, but I can see why. Because I don't, I'm not really down with their, like... And also, now they've hooked up a couple times. So, if he's still going to continue to go after, well, Jordan... Um, I feel like Danielle's trying to play the cool girl a little bit too much. You know, now they've had two full, like nights in the same bed and if he still goes after another girl that's gonna hurt her feelings yeah and 100 percent, she's trying to protect herself by being like you should still go for her like it's fine you're like uh yeah i don't know and i don't really see jordan going for him after he slept with daniel no um especially since but she's he, celibate but he still would like i think that's the oh, problem sure. is it's like yeah it's gonna make her feel yucky yeah I don't envy that. No. All right. You want to move on to Salt Lake? Sure. So we have last week's. We have this week's. I'll just try and, like, scan last week's to see what jumps out. Um, I know. It's hard that last week because it's like I'm so focused on the this week. <laughs> yeah. I'll just point out. Well, last week was pretty interesting. Lisa said on Watch What Happens Live that – Meredith's, Meredith's accident was like li- literally nothing. She drove by. Whitney drove by. I mean, that's what they make it seem by the shots they show. It's just like a car and a snowbank. Like, there was no cliff or, you know, like. Yeah. And, of course, it's scary. Like, I, I don't, like, that's still scary. But so it, dramatic it's, yeah, about it's, it. It's oh. really, I think it's the, like, making it into, like, this huge event that, like, Obviously, yeah. there's accidents that are much worse. So it's like, it's just, it like kind of boggles your mind. You're like, but wait, like, you were fine. Like, it could have been bad, but it wasn't. Like, I don't know. Yeah, like, I just keep going back to my veil thing a couple years ago. And I'm like, I literally was, do- well, as you know, I like to say whipping shitties. Like, it was spiraling. My car was 360, all ice, no guardrail, huge cliff um and i was like okay i'm gonna hit a car that's better than going off the cliff so i had like you know resolved that and i was fine with it i wasn't like oh and it was like what happened was terrifying and terrible and yet i never ever like felt like meredith or nor have i been like you've never heard me like and then my life flashed before my eyes and i'm so traumatized like like, it was a legit, it wasn't that little Utah snowbank shit. And I I don't feel traumatized, and my life did not flash before my eyes. I mean, it was scary, but also in that moment, and maybe because she wasn't driving, it's more scary, I think, actually, because you have no control. And maybe because I was driving, I was like, all right, well, I know the things to do, and that's all I can do, so just do those things, and that's what you're thinking, yeah, I guess now if I put myself in her shoes, if it's like my sister driving or someone else driving, you just don't trust them as much as yourself, right? Yeah. And then you're like, ah. Um, I, I think actually my passenger was way more freaked out than I was. So I guess I'll give her that. Yeah. But I, I just thought it was kind of shady that Lisa said that on, uh, you know, 
public. Yeah. <laughs> so they didn't explain why Justin doesn't wear his ring. Did I miss something? No, they didn't. She, I mean, she's like, I'm sad that you're not wearing it's like, well, why? Because like they seem like they're communicating and they, it's just, I wish they'd elaborate a little bit. Yeah. Um, Heather reaches out to Monica after the mom fight to snowmobile. Oh my God. I want to go do that snowmobiling place. <gasps> that looked really fun. So fun. It's so beautiful. Um, that's when she revealed that her mom took her car away and like weaponizes it because it's in her name. That is so shady and immature. She had to rent a car to take her kids to school. <sighs> like, that's gross. So as much as I see, I, I've seen the mom's side, I've seen Monica's side, just that alone shows how catty and immature the mom is. So I'm going to have to stick with Team Monica. Me too, but uh, but um, I, I don't know. I mean, hopefully after this season, well, I, I we know how much they make on a first season. So I just get it like, I hope, though, that she can empower herself and step away from her mom and not have her car leased by her mom and stuff like that. You know, like, uh, hopefully this opportunity that she has will give her, you know, like, some clout. I I don't know. I mean, I I got it that because I'm sure she gets, like, money from her husband or something or at least child support that could maybe cover the car. But I got that it's, like, a bad credit situation. Like, she has the money to make the payments but not, like, get a good deal in her name. Right. But yeah, and now maybe that she's on the show, like maybe someone, you know, a Utah car dealer will be like, come down, we'll get it in your name. Um, Yeah. So then she tells Heather about when she was 12 and her mom ditched her in Pennsylvania, having moved just from Arizona. So it's not like she really knew anybody. So her mom could chase her dreams in New York. What did you think about that? Because her mom's like, I couldn't get a nice place in you. It's like, well, then why did you take the job? You know? I, the, the whole, the whole thing is like very triggering. I, I just, it, I'm, I am 100% team Monica. I think that, um, there is something like I, it's, they struck gold with this though because it's a literally so interesting to watch. They go tit for tat. Um, the way they speak to each other, just like everything about it is just absolutely wild. Like it's like we're watching something unfold on TV. Like and it is it, it's like we're in I mean, therapy. Her mom went to Instagram Live and and went bonkers, like defending herself saying Monica knew that family. She loved that family. She loved living there, like blaming her. It's like, maybe that's true. That, that can also be true at the same time. She was 12. You know, if she feels abandoned, she feels abandoned, you know? Yeah. Um, I I think like I'm, I'm triggered by it because when I first, like when I, I want to say I was like, gosh, I think it happened even like starting as young as 12 where I, um, had a, um, when my baton coach was like my mentor and I started telling her about things that like my mom would do to me or my mom, things my mom would say to me. And like, she was the first person that was like, that is, 
that's not right. Like there's something very wrong there. Like I was like able to like start recognizing like it was, I wasn't crazy. And, um, and yeah, little things like, and when my mom would find out that I was talking to her about the, the things that she said to me or the way that she made me feel, my mom would be like, stop talking about me. Like you do not go over to other people's houses and talk about anything that I've done, you know, like basically like forbidding me to like to tell my story or to say how I felt. And it's like that that's, I get it because she was embarrassed. Like my mom, once I talked about it, then she was exposed. And I feel like that's what's happening with (laughs) what Daisy did to you. Yeah. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And, and I get that, but like, yeah, there has to be like a little bit of ownership over that or, or at the very least, like Monica is allowed to feel the way she felt, even if she did love the people that she went to, it's still also true that she could have felt abandoned and missed her mom or, or wondered why she made that choice to, you know, like it's, I think that's completely fair. Yeah. And maybe she loved the family, but doesn't mean she wanted to live with her family. She wanted to live with her mom. Right. Or, or just like, or at 12 years old, like, do you understand you know, like why your mom was trace chasing her dreams. Like, you know, like it's just, I think yeah. it's only natural. Yeah. So then we have another fun activity Heather does is cross country skiing. And then she tailgates behind, um, or when they're done, that looked fun. I, uh, I would but- try that. <clears throat> I've done that at my house. <clears throat> it's hard. Snowmobiling is more fun. But, you know, they have these snowmobiles with, they're like a motorcycle, like a full back. Like, I had no backs on my snowmobile. So when you're going with a friend, one of you is flying off for sure. And half the time, you don't even notice. So you could go like a mile and you're like, oh, shit. They flew off. I don't know where. So you have to like backtrack. Oh, my God. Find your friend in like a snowbank. Sucks. (laughs) Um, But they're talking like Whitney's like... Yeah, when I left the church, my mom cut me off for 13 years. And then Heather's talking about how her mom didn't speak to her after she got divorced. And I was like, remember, like the first couple seasons, Heather didn't want to get divorced. It's her husband that wanted to. So it's like, and her husband, she was excommunicated, but her husband wasn't. I'm like, she didn't even want it. So it's so like crazy to me that the church and her own mother like excommunicated her for something she didn't even want to do. Yeah. And I, yeah, that it it's really backwards. Yeah, 13 years like Wendy's mom like you're missing out on your grandkids. Mhm. Crazy. But she does show up to that roller rink party, which also looked fun. And it really triggered me. I'm like, oh, I want to go. Now, did you say they tore down Fountain Valley Skate or they renovated it? No, it's still there. Like, they tore down everything around it. And it hasn't been renovated. But it's still there. (laughs) (laughs) I want to (laughs) go. So it's probably still owned by Dirty Debbie. Yeah. Oh, oh, she posts all the time, like, you know, hosting events and stuff. Oh, I really want to go. Yeah. But I feel like I need to practice before I go. Oh, it's easy. It's like riding a bike. 
I thought so. And then I put the skates on one year. I was like, not, not like riding a bike. <laughs> you know, I, I put my skates back on too. And it was to help like, uh, Ronnie learn how to skate. Now that's difficult when you're like trying to hold yourself up, which is difficult in <laughs> itself. And then a kid too, yeah. you know, cause I don't know, you can just, it's so, I don't like the falling back thing. It's not my thing. <laughs> Let alone falling backwards on a like 180 degree angle. No. With no helmet. <laughs> Ouch. First day on the bank track. Oh my God. First day on skates. Like the fact that we don't have video of that, like of our I, I, brain damage. <laughs> I know the video. The video. That would have been viral. Like, we would have, we would have gone viral. Yes, we could have been on America's Funniest Videos. We I could probably have been on, do like, have some video, but it's like, I think it's like on like an old computer or something. But not of the moment. No, not of the moment because there's no way we could be – we would have absolutely shattered the cameras. <laughs> we needed like security footage from yeah, the yeah. skating rink. Okay, I'm just scanning to see if there's anything else in last week. Mary, oh, Mary meets with Whitney. She comes to lunch in like full black sequence and fur. And she was so like, she was so upset when the server like spilled a little something on her. She was like, <gasps> um, but ultimately she's just rude to Whitney, calls her a bobblehead, um, tells her she needs plastic surgery when She's like, you need plastic surgery and I don't, you bobblehead. Like, she's so mean. Yeah. Um, so most of the season, I've, like, laughed at Mary's antics and, like, thought it was funny. This was, like, very over the top for me. Um, yeah. And, like, just kind of a waste of a scene. Like, why did you guys even, like, set a filming time and yeah. – I mean, I would have been frustrated with Mary if I was Whitney because it's like, can you at least just, like, do your job? And she didn't. And for no reason. And also, whatever she's referencing is from season one. You guys have been, like, you went to Palm Springs together already. You, you know, there's been plenty of opportunities for you guys to have a sit down over something Whitney said three years ago. Yeah. And along with half the uh, half the world also said your husband's a predator because usually when you marry your granddaughter, that does seem a little predatory, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, so that was cringy and yeah, unnecessary. Like, like it was it like sometimes when she like freaks out like that, like I laugh and it's funny and it's like a, it's like, Oh Mary. But this one was just like, it was just kind of yucky. It was like, and this one wasn't funny to me. No. And then we finished with Monica meeting with her mom. Um, her mom was really kind of giving me Shannon Bedore vibes here, just like clueless and unhinged and like kind of manipulating by just like crying and being hysterical. And yeah. I, I, I just can't figure out like how, how this all, like, do you think, when Monica got like the green light that she is, she's on the show. She's going to be a housewife. Like she's she's ready to go. And then, like, do you think she was like, "Mom, like you can be on too. Like you can like film with me." Like, do you think it started off as like a happy thing, and then the producers and editors caught wind of what was going on, and they're like, "Oh, bingo! Here we go!" Like, I just wonder how <laughs> it all happened. Because I think it, they probably she was probably around enough, and they started noticing this lady's a little unhinged. Yes, yeah, that yes. 
Probably. I mean, she keeps calling Monica a motherfucker, and then she's like, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. She's like, oh, I don't know what the fuck your name is. Anyways, you change it every fucking day. It's like, damn. Yeah. The, yeah. It just, like, it just seeps out. It's And then this reminded me of, of something, which we'll just leave it at that. But when Monica was like, yeah, well, why don't I just go sit in the trunk of a car again while you're making out with some random dude and you don't give a fuck about me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, as a child. She's like, that was one time! She doesn't even try to, like, say, you're exaggerating or, oh, come on, you were in the trunk of a car, I was kissing someone goodbye. She's like, that was one time. Like, she fully embraces that she did that. Oh, my Uh, God. Why do I get forgiven? And then she's like, I'm hungry. Like, you should eat. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's it's very, very heavy, very intense. Whew, okay, this week, and I don't have too much on this week, it looks like. So we'll plow through this. Um, Angie, I think, is, like, gracious with forgiving Monica. Mm-hmm. Um... Because Monica did say those things about Sean. I mean, she... Yeah, so I had, like, I... In the first couple episodes, like, I was like, ooh, like, I don't know if I like Angie. Like, she's very... She came on very strong and kind of, like, uh, strong for no reason for me. Like, I was like, I'm not... I'm not... Like, trying to make a splash just to cure that snowflake. Like, I didn't like her last year. Yeah. I mean, I liked her better than Jen, but I thought she was trying too hard. But now you can really see she's, like, trying to create peace. And and it, so. it seems like at the core, like, she she stops and she cares about things that, like, other people care about. Like, for instance, like, it seemed like it really, like, touched her um, about um, – oh, God, what's her name? Um, Mo- Monica's children. Mo- like, she yeah. brought the children a gift because she realized what those children are going through, like, living through this right now. And then I think it really touched her when she said, you know, my kids have never been to a family, like, centered event like that. So that was, like, very special to me. It seems like that's when you get to the real Angie that, like, actually, you know, cares about people and really cares about her daughter's feelings, other people's kids' feelings. I don't know. I I, I thought that was cool. I was a little confused about that. Like, don't the kids, Monica's kids, see their dad? Because Monica even said... It's their dad that had a big family. Like, don't they go see him and his family? I think she's probably crying over the fact that she can't create that that family. Yeah, you know, like on her time, Dynamic. like it's not. Yeah, but okay. but I I think that's where I mean I, I I get she can totally cry over that, but I think she probably like the kids keep telling her like we don't like we like being with you like we like you know we don't we don't judge you for that. So I think she needs to just you know she's going through realizing her family just looks different than other people's right now, but her kids still love her just the same, you know? Yeah. So. So we have uh, Heather finding out that Lisa had kind of a um, announcement party about Jack and she's a little irritated. I get a little bit of Heather's resentment because she's like, you know, I didn't know about Lisa's brand of Mormonism. Sign me up for that. Like, I get, like, she feels like she played by the rules, but she was excommunicated, whereas Lisa does not play by the rules, and she's embraced. Like, that would be a little irritating. 
But at the same time, Lisa doesn't also get to go in the temple or anything like that. Right. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, it's just a lifetime of Heather doing the right thing. And then... Um, and now, yeah, everyone else not and, like, getting away with it. Or almost, like, embraced for it. Like, I, I, I think I've shared about this on the podcast, too, but, like how I was raised, I was very much like Heather. Like I followed the rules to the T like I'm talking, I did everything I was supposed to. I dressed the way I was supposed to. I talked the way I was supposed to like everything. And then, um, as I started getting older, like I want to say into like high school, I started realizing that people would come into the church welcomed with open arms for like doing like crazy, like all the things I wanted to do. And, and it was like, and then they were welcomed back. Like, well, everyone, you know, makes mistakes. Like, of course you're welcome. And it's like, but if you started out where I am, then you're never allowed to make those mistakes. Like, so I would like secretly wish that I came from somewhere where I could go and then like be like forgiven by coming into the church, but still getting to live. And I totally had those feelings of like, this is like not fair. And I, I, that's 100% what she's going through right now. Cause it's like, she's thinking I like the best years of her life. She was sitting there with her hands folded and doing what was right. And it got her nowhere. Yeah. Nowhere. Well, that's why she's really pushing for her kids to like, like when her first one went to college, she's like, go be a slut, go do it all. And I get how that's hard for other people to hear, too. Like, I, I think that, like, if you haven't lived that, it, it comes off bitter or, like, bratty. I, and that's kind of how Heather's coming off. But I, I don't think that's it. Like, and we see that later in the episode where she's like, I, like, I support, like, I'm, like, mature enough to support you as a mother. I support your kids. Like, we don't have to agree. But, like, I think at the core, of course she wishes the best for Jack and for, you know, like, it's just... Yeah. I, and I think she's just having a hard time explaining that. And and someone like Lisa doesn't understand, like has no idea. Yeah, Lisa really, I think Lisa's incapable of listening. I think anytime she's not talking and appearing to listen, she's just talking to herself in her head about what she's going to say 100%. Next. Well, and even like the way she was like, well, of course, like my son's serving the Lord. It was like. You didn't even like know. You didn't even know he was serving the Lord. Yeah, she was so <laughs> mad when she found out John knew before her. Yeah, it, I, I mean, she's. Oh, I if John wasn't such like a, I guess true Mormon, he would be so cheating on her. The way she's constantly, and I don't want this to be a trigger because I know you say you do it to chat, <laughs> but um, like he's talking to her. He's like listening to all her because she does get a little petty and yeah. he's always listening so supportive and calmly and and there's in the bedroom and he's like so but you know he's asking her questions she's just buried in her phone and then like every time they're in the car he's like asking questions and she's buried in her phone like she's not listening to him at all i'm like oh careful yeah. yes um yeah, and she does that at the end of this episode when Whitney's trying to explain, like, hey, this is my actual business launch party, and I have to make a speech. And Lisa's like, so anyways, then she said this to me, and I was like, you're not listening at all. I know. Did they even buy, like, a piece of jewelry? I- <laughs> it's like, don't you go and support? Like, I would, like, go and, like, yeah. buy stuff. She'd be so frustrating um, to be friends with. Meredith did not 
Oh, no, she didn't go to that. She went to the roller skate party. Why does Meredith now always sound like she's slurring? She's like, I'm going to go for a little bit, and then I'll dip. Like, don't say dip. It's, it's too soon. Yeah, too soon. <laughs> um, so then they talk. They show Whitney, when she and Justin are young, when Bobby was one years old. I cannot correlate Whitney with that picture of Whitney. It looks like two different people. I know. I I, I just like tried to not acknowledge it. <laughs> I, I like Heather too. Heather's pictures of herself as a teenager. I'm like, whoa, you don't look whoa. Yeah. So did I, she have plastic surgery? I, like it, it just looks like whole different face and eyes and everything. And just confused. I mean don't care she did obviously no judgment i'm just like she just looks so different and i can't figure out why or how it's just it's like a different person yeah well i i feel like sometimes it's like that even when you see like uh people like with their 20 year old photo versus 40 year old like it's like how did they start looking younger than when they were 20 like what <laughs> what is happening I, I don't know yeah and that's a lot of housewives you know like kyle um Someone, did you say, see someone posted something on Sheena and it was like a Sheena season one versus Sheena now. And they're like, God, how many surgeries? She was so cute. How many surgeries is going to be enough for her? And Sheena commented back. And she's like, Excuse me, what surgeries? And she said, You mean Botox and lip filler? Um, yeah, then then, then that head. changes your face a lot because her face has changed 100%. She said Botox, lip filler, and, like, new makeup techniques, contouring. I mean, it has. It has. Yeah, it's, it's more of a – she's also much thinner. But, like, yeah, she has more of a bony face. She used to have, like, a – like, baby fat like mm-hmm. um, face. But, I mean, she so- says, you know, because she truly does – post every day <laughs> this is one time when that like vanity works in her favor she's like when would i get the surgery you see me post every single day <laughs> so that's a good point you know <laughs> you're silent i'm not saying anything <laughs> um i'm taking her word for it it's contouring <laughs> Just like- i mean a lot of people took like a, a lot of people lie about that it's like a very normal thing yeah, but she does post every day. Yeah, I mean, do, like, do you know that for a fact? Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, maybe back in the day, I don't know. Yeah, anyways, don't care. Um, so the roller rink, they have this magic school, um, cool bus to go to the roller rink. Um, what is, do you think Dr. Pepper sponsored this episode? Okay, so I... Like, my biggest note was, A, I really, really want to go visit Salt Lake. Like, I am dying to go. Yeah, I would like to. And my biggest reason is for the soda. Um, I'm just dying to go to all of their soda shops. But, the like, her daughter was so excited for her Dr. Pepper, and her combination sounded so good. Um, How? How? Yum. Dr. Pepper, peach, raspberry, coconut. I mean, did you ever, were you, were you like one of the ones who you would get your McDonald's cup and you would never do like the suicide soda? Like where you to put everyone in? Yeah. 
Yeah. And remember how good it tasted? Like, obviously now it wouldn't taste good because we're not kids, but like, it just <laughs> sounded so. I mean, it's fun. No, I, I, she's, she was so excited about it. I just, that combination was so. I think the coconut is what threw me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I have heard that combination. That combination is like very popular at Sonic too. Um, Sonic is the closest thing we have to the soda shops here. Unfortunately, we don't have all the cool ones. I oh. like. I've tried to get some of my friends together. I'm like, we should open a soda shop here. It would be huge. And it's drinks are like the cheapest thing to make. You can make. It's like a couple of cents, you know, to have the soda machine. Um, and do you not remember Bebop Burger? Uh, At five points? Not, no, not really. It, it's now one of the, like Blaze Pizza or something. Yeah, I got a job at Bebop Burger, and I had to wear, like, a little red pleated cheerleading skirt, roller skates, because uh, they had the drive-in, like, Sonic. But it was, like, a diner, like a 50s diner, where Sonic's just, like, fast food drive-in kind of thing. Um, and they had a soda fountain, and with all the different... Yeah, well, I guess you weren't born... Yeah, I, I don't remember that. I, I remember there used to there used to be like I remember some fifties diners that were around. Like yeah. one was called like Hudson's. Actually, I think there still is is one in Huntington. I feel like over by the the theater. The um, didn't Bob have like a pool tournament next to one? I'm I'm feeling like there is, but I'll, we'll look into it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I just, like, I want the, like, the things I love about Sonic and that I know Salt Lake is known for is, like, the pebble ice is, like, out of oh, this yeah. world. And then, um, but something that you cannot get here is that, like, what, um, who was it? I think it was Lisa that wanted this, was the Dirty Diet Coke. I want a Dirty Diet Coke. Like, no, I, they. What is that? I thought that meant alcohol. What is no, it? No, it's a Diet Coke with, like, um, like, creamer in it. Half and half, or like creamer, like a, it's like a, so it makes it like kind of like a float tasting thing. It's okay because I could even see the Dr Pepper with coconut because I I think of like a uh, island type drink, mm -hmm. you know, like Captain Morgan's and cream or you know, okay, dirty Diet Coke is okay with cream in it. Yeah, everyone like everyone says it's really stinking good, um, uh, but. Float. But yeah, they they don't really offer it here, which is so annoying. And even at Sonic, they won't they don't offer some of the the ones that I've heard that they do there. So I love cube ice. I love chomping on it. Oh yes. Um, this was supposed to be Hawaiian themed, and I'm not sure anyone got the memo. Yeah, I was. Uh like they they decorated the golf cart Hawaiian theme with the little things, but still, I feel like they could have gone further. Like Lisa was in like tan pants. Oh, jeans. oh, you mean how the guests came? Yeah, they really missed the mark. <laughs> um, Meredith wore. I mean, also, is this appropriate, Meredith? She wore a gold lame bikini top that was like a teeny triangle top with her huge boobs and jeans. Like, it's a kid's party, you weirdo. And then, yeah, like, nobody was really dressed up. It was just bizarre. It was. Um, but I I was, like, um, 
I was making Ronnie watch the the luau because I thought it was going to be more exciting. I'm like, the luau's starting. And then, yeah, we were watching. We're like, that wasn't very exciting. It looked fun for the kids, like, to go on the bus and then go skating. But I would not say it was luau-themed. Um, okay, I'm really – speaking of the golf cart, I'm really confused. It, you can drive a golf cart on, like, pub, regular public streets at – 13 without like the seatbelt helmet like that's yeah, legal they do it around here too don't don't they do it in your streets i would, I would think for sure like when you when i, I saw I your just, your wild halloween um post i was like they have to have them in that neighborhood but like 13 year old yeah that, kids I, drive I, them i'm just confused because like I get that you could drive, but like, uh, she's like, she could pick me up from the bar. She can drive her brother to school. I'm like, so why do we have seatbelt rules or helmet rules or bicycle helmet rules? But like a 13 year old can drive. I mean, a golf cart can go pretty fast. Like I just, that's all we drove in Belize. And I swear to God, we're going like 30 miles an hour. Uh, And Um, don't get me started on like the e-bikes. How about how fast the kids go on that riding like triple Yes, agree, agree. Like I mean, I'm I'm ter- when I see that I'm like like and they go in traffic. They're in traffic too and I'm like I'm like you guys are trusting me to be a really good driver and I'm trying but like one bad dart from you and I, it's it's not going to go well. Like I would feel like you need driver training or something because even if they don't do anything wrong, someone else could like bump her or she does something wrong doesn't quite look and then it it could be smashed yeah it honestly seems like like each like i'm talking about the bikes too like everyone should have to take a class and like be insured because like if you're in the if you're in the traffic game like you got to play yeah it just seems bizarre to be i'm sure i'm sure that will change like maybe little residential side streets maybe although that could be like an intersection but like the busy streets, that just seems bizarre to me. Like yeah, boulevards and stuff. But okay, well, I guess. Yeah. Uh, um, I thought it was funny, John and Justin holding hands while skating around. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> just two Mormon boys embracing, embracing each other. Um, Monica said her mom can be charming and charismatic, but also that's how ta- Ted Bundy was. Yeah, the only thing I didn't like about that Monica did where I was, like, kind of, like, side-eyeing was when she was like, you want to ask my kids? Ask them. Go ask them. And, like, they show, like, the poor little kid, like, doing, like, a cartwheel on their scooter or something. It's like, don't ask the kids. Like, let's not, let's not do that. And so I was. And that also kind of does show that maybe she talks badly about her mother with the kids. Yes. Well, and, and, yeah, because of how she was, like. They know. Ask. Yeah. Ask them. Yeah. It was like, oh. I didn't like the age shaming. I think it's always a weak argument when you, res- you know, resolve in like body shaming or looks or age shaming. It's like, bye, you middle-aged 50-year-old wannabe. Yeah. Because it, uh, it's like, what What does that, A, what does that accomplish? B, what does that mean? Like, it's like, yeah, it, yeah. It's, 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 it's a very like, – uneducated like argue, like yeah. it's just dumb like lisa said well you're gonna age too but then she does it again she aged shamers and angie thank god she's like uh whoa excuse me she's like i'm older than she is and so is meredith and it's like 
you're now insulting us too because we know you're meaning it as an insult. Yeah, and and like you you want to just be like like who are you to be talking? But then it's like then you're sinking to her level. It's like the whole thing is just like a very dumb. Yeah, you're you're just moving into dumbville. With yeah, I, I I'd be like at least I'm not like forty and need my mommy to get me a car because I I'm such a loser. Totally. Like, yeah. Yeah. You yes. can totally go there. Yes. Um. So in that way, it's nice that Lisa just walks away. But then does she? No, she keeps piping in. They keep bickering back and forth during Whitney's event, which is rude. Yeah. And during the sound bath, which, mm, you know, I don't like a sound bath. Well, you know, I actually do like a sound bath. But I know your story and I know why you're triggered by it. I totally get it. But yeah. in this I instance, I have to say that I am against the sound bath. In this room with this many people, I thought it was incredibly awkward. Um, like, I feel like there's a time for that. Or if there was, like, if, if they're, like, if anyone would like a sound bath, step into that corner. And then you could sit there and, like, be quiet and close your eyes or do whatever you need to do. But to do it in that big of a, a room when everyone's kind of, like, wondering what to do, I thought was a very odd choice. Yeah. So I, I, the arguing over it, like, just was, like, kind of chef's kiss. <laughs> Oh, what? Who was Lisa talking about? She told, okay, Lisa fat shamed somebody. I don't know. She's like, at least I'm not the Pillsbury Dough Girl. Oh, yeah. So, first I thought she was trying to like imply Monica was fat. But then someone said, because it was like they had just mentioned Heather, like, something about Heather, and so I think she was calling Heather the Pillsbury Doe. Like, either way, yeah, disgusting. I mean, if I was on one of these shows and I got caught doing that, like, if I said something, like, I would be like, I cannot believe that. I, like, if it was played back and I saw how foolish I looked, I would be mortified. Same with Heather um, Dubrow doing the snuffleupagus. Like, that unex- yes. unacceptable. It's it's just, it's yeah. not cool. Like, and if you watch that back and think that that's okay, then I have questions. Like, it's it's horrible. Totally. Like, I think it's one thing, like, I, this is horrible, but, like, if there's someone that, like, you really hate or is really bugging you and you say something to, like, your best friend and, you're, like, you're joking, like, that's horrible. But I feel like that's even, like, a little more forgivable than, like, when these ladies go on this rant, like, they say it and, like, they stand behind it. And it's like, do you not yeah. hear yourself? Like, that's awful. Yeah. Ugh, so they kind of end. Lisa's like, I'm bored with you. And Monica's like, stop talking about me. I don't like how she keeps saying I'm bored with you. It's like, that. Like that's enough. That's how she exits, like, the conversation. It's like, okay. Like, like that's that's your best line? Yeah, like, I'm bored with this. I have, I have better things to do right now than this. Goodbye. Oh, wait. Did you notice, not to go back to the Dr. Pepper... But there was another Dr. Pepper scene when Angie goes to the bar with Monica and she turns to Monica. She goes like, Monica, do you want a Dr. Pepper? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, when I, when I finished watching that, I was like, I want a diet Dr. Pepper right now. Like they, 
I am so easily influenced, it's not even funny. And then, like, all of those, and, and like, the fun thing You're is. You're at a bar. That's with, not a natural thing to say. With all of the syrups and everything, like, there's sugar free ones. There's, like, so many concoctions that one can make. So, I, I am. You're at a bar. That, that's when you say, do you want something to drink or do you want a soda? If, like, maybe they said, I'm not drinking tonight. Do you want a soda? Why do you say, do you want a doctor? No, I, I think they were at the little kid bar. Like, I think it was, I think it was for the party. I think it might have just been oh. a soda bar. Or oh. maybe it was a regular bar, but it was, I think it was definitely where the kids were skating up. Okay. Okay. That's <laughs> like, what is with the Dr. Pepper? And club? I just, and I, the, the other thing that I just thought was so charming was um, the way Whitney was just so, like, just looking at her daughter and, like, in awe that she was turning 13. And she's so cute and innocent looking. Like, it was, it was really cute. I, yeah. I like her daughter. That's all. <laughs> okay. You know what? I think we should just knock out last week's Southern Charm and be done with it. And that way we're totally caught up. The new Southern Charm's tonight, so we won't be too far behind with that. Do you have time to just knock this quick one sure. out? Sure. Cool. This feels so good, like accomplished. And then you have the rest of the weekend off so you can focus on your te- on, on your On Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, yeah. The show opens on Friday. Tonight's our last practice, so. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right, so you can focus on that all weekend. We'll yeah. leave you alone. <laughs> all right, last week's Southern Charm, Craig's new fetish is raising baby plants. It's like his pillows 2.0. Um, blah, blah, blah. Chef asks his mom how to work the outdoor grill. How? She's 44. And she's like, I'm sure one of your friends will know. Like, his friends are younger than him, and... That's pretty sad. He doesn't know how to work the grill. It just shows that, like, if there's a puzzle to be solved, he just would rather give up and ask for help than, like, figure it out himself. You know what? Like, like there's just, like, there's there's always that person who just, like, won't get in there and try something. Like, right, like they'll come and get you to try it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, ha- I feel like I have a, a lot of friends like that where it's like, how do you do this? And it's not because, like, they just don't want to get down and do it. Like, I have to do it. It's annoying. Yeah. It's entitled. That's... Well, he is that. Yes. Okay, so we have Rod helping JT clean. I thought that was nice. I saw Rod at BravoCon. I posted some pictures. He looked exactly how he looks on TV. I don't know what his booth was for, but. Okay, I like him. Yeah, I like him. Um, JT is just obsessed with Taylor, but I like how Rod's like, yeah, but she's been caught in like three or four different lies just this week alone. Yeah. And he's like, that's not very Christian. I mean, yeah, very true. JT thinks Taylor is an angel, um, that was just beat to shreds by Shep. He's like, you can be a good person and still make bad decisions. Fine. But, you know. She made a lot of bad decisions and then lied about it. Although the panel was kind of funny, interesting on BravoCon. Like in a way, Olivia almost stood up for Taylor in one small moment because um, Austin Austin got booed. Austin was just really double downing. And he's like, well, I was honest with my friend. And they're like, yeah, and you threw Taylor under the bus because you told her, let's not, as long as no one knows, let's not tell anyone and he goes, well, he asked me to my face. You want me to lie to my friend's face? She's like, 
well, you told me not to say anything. So I didn't say anything to Olivia. He's like, well, did she ask you to your face? That's your choice. If you want to lie to your friend, like he totally gaslit Taylor and Olivia pointed it out. So it was kind of good because Olivia's still no fan of Taylor, but she was kind of right in that moment. And that would fucking suck. You know, you both agree that no one's going to find out. And then someone told something, somebody something. Yeah. So Rod tells JT that Taylor just needs to be honest with Olivia. And like, if a new story comes out still after this, Olivia will be done. So we will see. I don't know if that's going to happen this week, tonight, hopefully. Um, Olivia is hanging out with Austin. She leaves her bra on his ottoman after they Netflix and chill. But then like she went home and he invites another girl over the same night who he does fuck. And then that girl finds Olivia's bra and tells JT and they, okay. So, so she said she was just getting comfortable. Okay. Have you ever gone to someone's house and got comfortable by taking off your bra? Um, well, no, because that would make me uncomfortable, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I guess um, I guess you and I can't relate to that because we, we can't. But you know what? That happened to Jackson Brittany. Uh, Brittany found a bra in their living room that wasn't hers, and oh, that girl must have just been getting comfortable. Yeah, and it, it turned out it was Janet, and we know you know Janet is thin and didn't. She's not very busty. And she takes her bra off because she thinks it's uncomfortable. So she's known to do that. Because she's like, whose bra is this? She's like, it's too small for Kristen or Lala. Um, and, like, Sheena hadn't been over. So, so, you know, it was a real question. Like, Jax, whose bra is this? But then they found out it was Janet. And Janet and her husband had been over, like, a few nights before. And Janet just took it off and, like, left it on their couch or whatever. So it is something people do, especially thin people. Okay. Okay. <laughs> because I was like, that is, yeah, I would, I don't know. Or, I, or, or, or if I was flirting, if I was trying to, you know, like, seem yeah. cool, I might be like, do you mind? You know, like, just to, like, see if I could get the dude, you know, excited. But, um I mean, yeah, some so, people are like that. Julia's always, oh, I can't wait to get home and well, get I mean, this bra off. No, in my own house, like, of course, it's the first thing I do is, like, I get into my comfy clothes without a bra on. But I've never, like, been at your house and been like, you know what, Sarah? <laughs> it's coming off. So. See, I'm, like, uncomfortable without it on, like, physically. I don't like feeling like things aren't high and tight <laughs> and like strapped down at all times. So there'll be no movement ever. <laughs> um, yeah. I also have like visions of my mother in her bathrobe in the kitchen at midnight. And I was like, yeah, nope. Keep that bra on girl. <laughs> um, okay. Shep and Whitney, you can, t- <laughs> you can, t- you can tell they're old because they want to split a turkey club like two chicks. Wait, wait, wait. So her, her, her robe would fall open and you would see? Oh, you don't even know. It's, you could just <laughs> see where things are at through the robe. Like The robe is velvet. It's, you can't see through it. I'm just saying you don't need to see through it because you see what's going on. <laughs> and I'm just trying to avoid that situation. <laughs> Try to 
take proactive measures to... Oh my gosh, that's uh, funny. Outside of surgery. Yes. So Shep and Whitney split a turkey club. Like, they're two golden girls. So I kind of like that. Because you know how you get older, you can't eat the whole sandwich. Oh my god. You just, by saying turkey club, you just made me think of, like, my favorite meal used to be, like, after baton, Diane would sometimes take me to Marie Callender's, and uh-huh. I would get a turkey club with, like, the steak fries. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. It was so uh, – now I'm going to have to have one of those. That sounds so freaking good. Was Sheena your waitress? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> it's a trivia question for you. Her first job – technically not her first job. Technically, it was at a grocery store, but her first server job was Marie Callender's. <laughs> this was pre chilies. Um, Shep, you should have, dude, you should have told me about the nude photo and you shouldn't have shown our friends the picture of Taylor. Um, which true. Yeah. Shep feels guilty for ruining Taylor, making her morally and spiritually corrupt. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I, I'm sure everyone thinks this too, but it's like, uh, but like, you can't go for, like, the biggest player in the game and then, like, expect to change him into, like... Yeah. Well, it, it's 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 like Britney trying to change and Jax, Jax. And, and acting like, you know, and having her first song be like, so glad we made it. It's like, <laughs> like, of course, like, you chose, like, yeah, the you worst know what you're one. Getting into. Yes, yes. And he told you himself... I'm not a monogamous guy. I don't want to get married. I don't want children. Like, he told you all of these things. Yes. You know what, though? She's probably kicking herself. Um, Like, maybe I should have just hung in there a little bit longer. Um, He was was planning on proposing. He had, like, a couple different proposals. Oh, and they're awful. Um, A couple (laughs) different proposals, because he's, like, such a clown. I'm a jokester. I'm a clown. Yeah. Um, He had a couple of them. Okay, so he was... One, they were going to be, like, up in, like, the mountains, you know, like, where they have their houses or whatever. And he was going to take her horseback riding and have the ring around, like, the horn of the saddle or something. Oh, my God. And he was going to be on one knee and go, yay or nay. (laughs) (laughs) Stop. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I would love to be proposed to like that. <laughs> well, I saw how excited you were with that oh, yes. gingerbread. <laughs> Speaking of propose, okay, you guys. So I had just gotten back from my BravoCon day. Like I was, I had just gotten out of the shower because I peed my pants. Um, like I was stressed. Like it was, our meet and greet was coming. And so um, Sarah's like, by the way, um, I was stressed out about what was on Bravo, so I switched it to your channel, Hallmark. And I was like, oh, excellent. Thank you, Sarah. I'm like, isn't it comforting? So then, like, Sarah went into the bathroom and was like, I think she was curling her hair or something. And this proposal was happening on this Hallmark movie. And I screamed. I was like, yeah, you-, you guys, I, I was like, oh, my God, something happened. She fell or something. She's like, ah! I was like, so this guy was proposing. It was a gingerbread house contest. And he's like, come look at this one. And she walks in. And, like, it's this beautiful gingerbread house. Like, it's all lit up. It's, like, spinning, like, on display. And he's like, look inside. First of all, it's not a gingerbread house. It's a gingerbread church. And it's, like, <laughs> decorated, like, 
beautifully. And then like a light turns on inside the church and with a frozen sphere, like a ring sphere, it bursts out lit up from the gingerbread house with a ring on it. And I'm like, "Ah, you've got to be kidding. Like it was absolutely insane. And the girl ended up saying no, she said no. Um, so that was, you know, so we were only like halfway through the Hallmark movie at that point. And then at the end, I'll spoil it for you guys. She got proposed to by the guy that she wanted on a carousel. So also magical. Also even worse. (laughs) Yay or nay. I think you can get cheese. I'll take the yay or nay. I don't think you can get cheesier than a gingerbread house, but the carousel. Yes, it was bad. (laughs) Oh, I'm already feeling like I ate too much sugar. Um, And he peeked around. Like she was on it and like he came like peeking around. Like it was, it was very. Peeking around. Yeah, it was. Guys, she literally said, I wish Chad would have done something like the gingerbread. I was like. No, every time like a magical engagement happens like I like get mad at Chad I'm like or am in any like sort of like you know thing I'm like really Chad I I, I forgot to tell him about this and as I'm done doing this I'll call him and tell him about the gingerbread house (laughs) you always do a a revow recommitment reproposal I I I, we were joking about that and I'm like yeah but that's like a that's the nail in the coffin for housewives like I don't know maybe we don't want to do that I could be like it could be my dream dream man and he could just have everything anyone could ever imagine and if he got down on a knee on a carousel i'd have to be like i'm sorry dude i everything else is great you just you just wiped it all away with that move <laughs> i'm good <laughs> next and your family's watching everyone's watching we're all waiting I can't. and then you're like um stop i'm getting dizzy i need to get down no <laughs> i like a good merry-go-round he cares about. i love him just not <laughs> i don't want that <laughs> so his other one speaking of rides his other idea for the proposal was going to six flags <laughs> and um not even disneyland no, Six Flags and going on a roller uh, roller coaster and right at the very top, right when you're about to plummet, he, wh- he whips out the ring and says, will you marry me? And then they start to plummet and the ring will go flying in the air off the roller coaster because he wants to like have that moment where the your photograph is taken, you know, plummeting and have her being like, oh my God, the ring, you know, because it just flew off. But then when they get to the station, the real ring is there. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) I, 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 I had to take a pause because I don't know if I love it, hate it, or I think I would hate that one just because of like the teasing that would be happening because obviously... Yeah, I've been after that ring for a long time. And and then the whole roller coaster I wouldn't be able to enjoy because I would have thought it just flew away. <laughs> um, but the ending, I guess, would uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. But Taylor didn't get that opportunity. She Okay, like, wait, wait, when did he share that? On a podcast. He was on uh, Two Teas in a Podcast. He grew up with Teddy Mellencamp. That's, I mean, those are two great, I I don't know how I would feel if I was Taylor. I would be like, damn it. Damn. (laughs) I mean, uh, I almost nailed that shit down. (laughs) 100% my favorite one is the yay or nay. (laughs) And I'm not a horse person, but I still love it. (laughs) 
All right. So, okay. Shep says JT is nerdy, but that he thinks he's cool. But I heard Shep was not really anything special in high school either. Like, not popular and not a ladies' fan. So, who knows? Um, dog with the what? Oh, Taylor has her dog with a chastity belt. Oh, God. Can't you just get the dog fixed? Doesn't that cure the problem? Or Yes, that does cure the problem. Oof, that's That just seems like... I don't know. I guess I can't imagine. But <laughs> Taylor... I do know about a lot of these things. Like, dogs have periods and, like, that anal gland thing you're supposed to do. Like... <laughs> I grew up with dogs. We never had to do any of that stuff, but I Shep's <laughs> like, Shep's know? like, well, I was going to put the ring on the dog's chastity belt. So when it ran up to Taylor, <laughs> the ring would be attached <laughs> to his baby penis. Oh, <laughs> so I think it's kind of, okay. Coincidental. The boys are going to the mountains. Suddenly Taylor wants to go to her lake house in North Carolina with Olivia. I'm like, Hmm. Because the boys are going to be like a half an hour away. Like, I know that game. Yep. Me too. You know? I, I played that a lot. <laughs> um, so the boys take, I guess it's a five-hour ride. Um, yeah, I have, does Taylor really want to get away or does she want to follow the boys? If, um, yeah, and then Shep. Okay, so Shep's like, when he's talking with Whitney when they're sharing the turkey club, he's like, I don't know, man. I just got to get away. I'm like, he literally just got back from like six months of international travel and he's got to get away. So they decide to go to the mountains, but then Whitney doesn't even go to the mountains with him. Um, but he, he needs to get away from all this drama and all the women. And yet he invites them over. Like, I thought you needed to get away. You needed a, a weekend with the boys. And then the first thing you do is, well, why don't you guys come over to the house? And like, why did you guys leave Charleston? Then? Yeah, exactly. Well, and then I also have been having a hard time when, like, they, like, the first opening that they do, like, every time they meet up now, they're like, oh, man, this has been rough. Like, this, it's been a rough couple weeks, you know? And it's like, um, I'm sorry. Like, all you guys had to go through was, like, the pain of your friend losing a bro- like like it's yeah. not them who went through anything like yes like i guess it takes an emotional toll being there and supporting but i i would be kind of annoyed i'd be like uh you guys went through nothing yeah nothing so we meet taylor's family her brother is named worth i hope that's a family name so like you're not worth anything. I can just hear it. <laughs> worth. That sounds rich. It sounds fancy. People will take him seriously if his name is Worth Green. Yeah. Mm. Um. Question. So Shep's mom drove five hours up into the mountains. Because I think she, doesn't she live in Hilton Head? So she drove up like five hours. Hilton Head's south of Charleston. They're going to North Carolina, which is north. That's why it's called North Carolina, in case you didn't know. Um, So she drove up there to bring, to stock the house with groceries. 
that's like going above and beyond. Yeah. And we wonder why Shep seems so entitled and spoiled. His mommy at 44 is, oh, you darling, you want to go up there with your friends? Oh, okay, I'll go and set everything up. It's only eight hours out of my way. That said, they show pictures of her and Shep's dad, like, when they were younger. And his dad was hot. Her mom was cute. Wait, Worth died? Did you just Google that? Yeah. Oh, shit. So that's the brother? Yeah. Oh, and his girlfriend was there and everything. Okay, so I heard Shep talking about that. I just assumed it was a different brother. Ooh, now I feel really bad saying that about his name. (laughs) He said, so when Shep was talking about the engagement that he was going to do, because he said he's really close with Taylor's family. They still keep in touch. He goes, the boots I'm wearing right now are Taylor's brother. They're like, his family gave them to me because, like, you know, for that bond. And Worth was just, he said he was like, he had a gear that even Shep doesn't have. Like, I think he just went really hard, like party really hard, just like lived life really full or something. Um. Damn, but then I assumed, oh, that maybe that was a brother from several years ago. Dang, so this cast is just really riddled with um I can't believe he just tragedy. Because he was just on the show. Yeah, June thirtieth. Oh, oh, see, but then her and Taylor were already not June twentieth. They were already not friends. Damn, does this say how? June eighth, twenty twenty three. I'm sorry, the article was June Um it doesn't. I mean, all Shep said was like, you know, he has some gear I don't, even I don't have, which to me implies like hard partying or something. But I mean, it could be anything. It could be cancer or car accident or, oh, that's sad. Shit. Yeah, I didn't know that. And to think that her and Olivia had the same thing happen to each other, each other within six months. Yeah. But, but they're not like friends. That's rough. He was only 36. Yeah, because they just showed him and wait, and his girlfriend. They, I didn't see any kind of like in memoriam thing at the end. Hmm. I'm going to go back and look. I feel like I would have noticed that or they should have done one. Yeah. That's kind of shady because they did one for Olivia's brother. Pretty sure. Yeah, weird. That's depressing. No, I feel like a real asshole. Um, all right. Rod tells JT his friend went over to... Oh, okay, we already... Oh, it was Rod's friend that slept with Austin. And found the bra. Oh, okay. And... Okay, Rod. Blah, blah, blah. The way I feel like the way that news comes out uh, on like about these things is like so like there's always like such a story. Oh well, my friend was over there and told me, and I told you, and you told like yeah. it's like huh? Like that's it's it's like very a, a, yeah a, a whole story wrapped in a little bow. Yeah. Um. Okay, so Austin's tonight. He's saying we just watched a movie, so this is another little nod to. Kristen and Jax's drive 
everyone's like, what movie? What movie? And he's like, I don't know. It's like a rom-com, like Ashton Kutcher. They're like, oh. And it <clears throat> turns out it was just married. They they really enjoy that movie a lot. They watch it all the time. Oh, nice. Um, he, I think Andy asked that question. Andy, okay, first of all, he was making fun of Austin, right? And Austin was like, Andy, what can I say? I'm a work in progress. And Andy, thank God, because I was already yelling it at the TV. I'm like, shut up. He's like, you can't say that. He's like, I had to listen to, for years to Jax Taylor saying, I'm a work in progress. I'm a work in progress. And he like did Jax's voice and stuff. Um, but it's true. Um, but then Andy, this was so gross. Andy asked Taylor on Watch What Happens Live. He's like, I don't get why Taylor's being shamed for sending a nude pic to Whitney. What's the crime? Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's called Revenge Against Your Ex-Boyfriend, sure. But, like, with his, like, best friend that's also a producer, that's also older, so it's a little creepy. But also, you already got your revenge by making out with his other best friend, Austin. Like, damn. You're going to hit every friend? I don't know. I just... It just kind of gave me dark, creepy vibes of Andy, like, ooh, she's sending a nude to Whitney. And, like, he was getting off on it in some weird way. Yeah. And it's really kind of like a dark thing. It's like a sad, dark thing. Like, it maybe made sense to her at the time. Maybe she was drunk or something. Everybody does dumb shit. It just, I don't know. It just kind of gave me a weird vibe. Mm-hmm. So that's where we leave off. Yeah, Southern Charm is really good, though. It's it's fun and... Yeah, it's on tonight, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. And, gosh, I'm going to look into that brother and see if we can figure anything else out. That's crazy. Yeah, it says... What's in the water down there? Damn it. All these 30-something dudes are dying. I know. It's so sad. Hmm. All right. Well, have a great Alice in Wonderland weekend. (laughs) Thank you. Good luck to the girls. I don't like saying the break a leg thing. That just... I know. I don't like it. But, you know, do that, but don't. Yeah. (laughs) Good luck. And we'll be back soon. Yeah. Okay. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.